Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting episode. Well, I say it's exciting. I actually have no idea if it's going to be exciting or not, because I know absolutely nothing about this week's topic. Josh, it is all on you. Do you want to do the reveal? Well, exciting is a strong word. I'd say medium excitement. I think the actual story of today is a little bit exciting. But well, should we go with the word fascinating? Yes. Yeah, I'd fascinating. Say fascinating. This week's fascinating episode. It is. This is also a request from a couple of people. Well, not, not a proper request, but they've said, oh, did you know about this? And I was oh, like, we've had a few mentions like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'd vaguely heard of this story a couple times and through the years, but didn't think that much of it. So I thought, you know what? Today we're going to do the Green Children of Woolpit. Excellent. Like I say, Ooh. I've never heard of an... Do you know what? I've actually just thought... Yeah. We do this kind of revealing the the episode topic every week. Yeah. But it's going to be written on the title and description, so people are going to know what it is before we <laughs> introduce it. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but it's still fun. It's part well, of... Well, the... it's, it's part of the tradition. Yeah. We've made a tradition out of it, so... Whoa, also known as the Green Children of Suffolk, some people call it. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's the green children of Woolpit. Woolpit is in Suffolk. It's not too far from us, to be fair. It is. It's a few miles up the road, so it's kind of local. So, yeah. Less, less than an hour's drive for us. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is less than an hour. Yeah. It's probably, what, 20 minutes up the road, half hour? Probably something like that, yeah. So, so you said you know nothing of the green children. Nothing, nothing. I, I, I've heard the term maybe two or three times, probably mostly from you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, never heard of it before. Because obviously I'm not from these parts originally. I've only lived in oh. East Anglia for just over 10 years. Um, so yeah, this 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 is not part of my upbringing or anything, you know? Well, I was raised on the Green Children of Woolpit. In... As an American. <laughs> <laughs> no, <that's> a... <laughs> well, from from the age of 12... <laughs> I lived amongst these parts, <laughs> and I heard about the green children of Woolpit. So, 
I'm going to kick things off, mate. I'm going to go for it. Let's go. Let's dive in. Who are the green children of Woolpit? Well, in the mid-12th century, during the reign of King Stephen, Woolpit comes from a pit used to catch wolves. (laughs) Oh, wolves? Yeah. Oh, not sheep? No, I actually thought the same thing. I was like, oh, it's a pit of wool. But no, it actually comes from the Old English of wolf pit, which is wolf, but with a U instead of an O. Fair enough. Um, and I don't know if I'll surprise you with the dating on this because you don't know the story, but around 1150, okay, 12, 12th century. Oh, that, that's an old story then. This is a very old story. Yeah, Some yeah. might say ancient. Yeah, and it towards the end, you're, it's very mysterious. Yeah. There's not one definitive answer as to what happened because that's such a long time of these – I suppose it's kind of like the Bible, isn't it, with the stories getting yeah, passed yeah, down yeah, yeah. and changed over the years. So around 1150, a group of villagers came across two children with green skin, speaking gibberish and acting nervously with unfamiliar clothing. Ooh. <laughs> Spooky already. They were taken in by Sir Richard, who offered them food for several days, but they refused to eat anything at all. Nothing. They refused Nothing. for several days Almost a week. I'm already thinking aliens. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I felt a get out of my head pirate coming No, on not yet. Not yet. I mean, they, they could be. I'll yeah. let you decide at okay. the end. Okay. So until the two children were playing in the garden when they came across a patch of green beans. The children then proceeded to eat all the green beans straight out of the ground raw. Right. So they refused to eat... Anything at all Other for almost a week. Beans. And then they found the green beans in the garden, devoured them ravishly. Tell you what, it's lucky they were found at a certain time of year then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They could have gone months without eating. <laughs> yeah, it's a good job they actually found the beans in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> they just have nothing at all. Just uh, being stubborn about their food. So they just ravished these green beans. And Sir Richard was like, what is going on? They refuse all this lovely food. You've got your bread and your cheese and beef and roast dinners and all that sort of thing. Yeah, they wanted nothing, mate. Not even Brussels sprouts. No. Obviously, you know, for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) But they saw these green beans and they were like, we can't get enough. And just ate everything. Fair play. So the two children lived with Sir Richard Decane for several years, and eventually Sir Richard was able to give them a normal diet, and they began to communicate, and the gibberish began to stop. They learned English and were able to become fluent. Their colour also started to fade as they were eating the normal food. But this, uh-huh. this took several years. This wasn't okay. like an overnight thing. So eventually Sir Richard is like, oh, I'm going to see what's going on here. I'm going to try and make them normal children. Okay. So, are you following up today, date? So I, I am following. I'm, I'm a little confused. I mean, obviously, you, you, the, I, I'm supposing now that obviously the pigment from the green beans, if that's all that they've been eating for so long, is possibly what turned their pigment green in their skin. Mm, no, no. To start with. And obviously, if they're eating different food, then their skin fades to what I'm guessing a normal skin color. Uh, apparently, it. It never fully went 
normal. It, there was always like a tinge of green. It okay. just it just faded over over the years as they. Because I'm just remembering back to what was it the 1990s when Sunny Delight was released <laughs> with its original formula, and all these yeah. kids started turning orange. <laughs> That's the only way that I can explain the green. Yeah, and I have well. a vendetta against them kids because Sunny Delight used to be amazing, and it used to taste really good. <laughs> and because of those kids turning orange, oh, I've got some sort of problem. Like. Oh, you, ruined it for the rest you, you of us. You lost the, your favourite flavour of uh, Sunny oh, Delight. Mate, Sunny D used to be my favourite. Not anymore. Get out of here. Okay. So, <laughs> The Orange Children of California next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next week to find out what actually happened to Sunny D. Conspiracy? <laughs> Maybe. Tune in. So Sir Richard eventually worked up the courage and trust to start asking the green children who they were and where they came from. Here's what they said. Dun, dun, dun. Do you I'm want not... a drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do like a weird alien voice, um, but I, I don't think I can hold it for that long. So I, I'm I, just I can gonna... lend you a kazoo if you want to speak through that. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. That's just going to ruin People won't be able to understand me. I'm going to butcher it anyway. Okay, but... go on. Then. So the green children said, we are ignorant of how we arrived here with you, but we only remember on a certain day we were feeding our father's flock in the fields when we heard a great sound, such as bells chiming, and whilst listening to the sound in admiration, we were suddenly entranced and found ourselves among you. Mm. And then they went on to say, A certain luminous county is seen, not far distant from ours and divided by a very considerable river. The sun never shone and everything was green, and the light was twilight. So they're talking about their home planet, maybe, okay, or where yeah. they're from. Yeah, we're, we're going really gripping onto that alien theme here, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, shortly after this, Sir Richard took the children to be baptised in a local church. So he's thinking, maybe, maybe there's some dark magic going on here. Okay. They were talking gibberish. They're green. They're talking about being from a different place entirely. Maybe he's a thinking, different dimension. Different dimension. He's yeah. thinking, let's get these kids baptised. Of course. A natural response. Yeah, yeah. Because... Well, back in that time, mm -hmm. in like, uh, when was it? The 1100s? Uh, 12, 12th century. 12th yeah, century, 1150. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to, to be outwardly non-religious in those times in England would almost be a death penalty. Mm -hmm. So... Well, speaking of death, uh, the boy died straight after becoming uh, baptised. Oh. From a mysterious unknown illness. So oh, he's allergic to holy water. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. <laughs> yeah, so reports say it was either uh, it was either on the same day of being baptised, or right. it was the day after, oh. but when he was baptised, he got a sudden illness and passed away and that was the so it was a boy and a girl i probably should mention that start okay yeah <laughs> brother and sister um and the boy passed on yeah so the but the, the girl didn't no the girl was fine the girl oh, but was she baptized. was also baptized she was baptized and the girl was later on called agnes so they didn't right. know her name or anything obviously and so richard uh, I'm guessing back in those days they would just say, oh, boy and girl, or, you know, because... Yeah, sort I, of, yeah. I'm guessing, obviously, because they're not his children. He just took them in. Yeah. So then eventually he decided to give her the name Agnes. And she continued to live and work with Sir Richard for many more years, 
And this is where it gets a little bit interesting. So supposedly she ended up marrying the Archdeacon of Ely. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So that, she that's actually, quite a position to rise to. Yeah. So uh, according to the reports, <laughs> obviously it's the 12th century. Well, so yeah, yeah. it's obviously folklore and stories. So supposedly over time, her skin actually did become normal and she fit into society. Like, quite well. Well, she'd need to to get married, obviously, wouldn't she? No archdeacon is going to marry a green girl. (laughs) And the the guy, the archdeacon she married, was Richard Bear. And some reports say they also had a secret child. Oh. But nothing has confirmed that. Green babies. (laughs) Possibly a green alien baby. So that's pretty much the story. Now, I know what you're thinking. That took ten minutes. What is going on? How we, but right, yeah. <laughs> there are a few explanations as to what this could have actually been. Because I mean, there's some theories. Out there's there, some yeah. theories. Yeah. There's, and I've got about four or five. Okay, so, let's explore some theories. Then. So now, so now you've heard the story of the Green Children, and I think you'll all agree that was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, one explanation that is the most likely is the children were the descendants of Flemish immigrants. That's Dutch for anyone that doesn't know. Flemish is not Dutch. Is it not? Belgian. Is it? No, it's not. Well, my research told me Dutch, so... No, Netherlands is Dutch. Flemish is Belgian. Well, we're going to have to edit that bit out as well. (laughs) (laughs) So, apparently, they're, they're Flemish Belgian immigrants who had been persecuted and possibly killed by King Stephen. Oh, the oh, the parents. The parents had yeah, been right. killed by King Stephen. So then they were just out in the wilderness on their own. Living so, on green beans. Yeah, so confused and lost without their parents, the children ended up in Woolpit, speaking their native tongue of Flemish, which would explain the gibberish heard by the villagers. It would. Flemish is, yeah, very difficult to understand for anybody outside of Belgium. Yeah. Oh, when I went to Belgium, I kind of stupidly assumed that they all spoke, spoke French. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, everything's written in this weird language. And I was like, oh, oh, I, I'm at my depth now. I don't know. And then uh, I, I sent T- Haley a text going, I thought they spoke French in Belgium. And she's like, no, don't be stupid. It's Flemish. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't See, do my research very well that time. What was so <laughs> weird is like, literally, when I was researching this and it, it kept mentioning flemish i was like i need to google what flemish is so i typed in google and it said that flemish derives from dutch and i was like that. possibly so maybe i've just kind of read something a bit wrong it literally yeah. said derives from dutch Der- derived from dutch yeah if it, um if dutch was the original language that flemish was ah uh, developed from rather than french that's oh, what threw okay. me, you see, because Flemish is so different to French, and I thought with them being right next door to each other, France and Belgium, ah. that they'd be more likely to speak French than Dutch. Oh, see, maybe that makes more sense then. So yeah. I wasn't fully wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we can leave it in now. I don't have to do that editing. Yeah. <laughs> so the green skin also could have been a symptom of malnourishment, or more specifically, green sickness. Oh, what so, is that? So proof of this is the green tint losing as they began to eat normal food. Right. So they started becoming more normal, and obviously the girl went on to have normal skin. Yeah. So 
from what I've read, green sickness, it's not about anymore. Um, if you get malnourished, you pretty much just go skinny. But supposedly back in those days, if you were really malnourished, you've got this type of disease called the green sickness. And it just, I suppose, was it jaundice that makes you a bit yellow? Jaundice makes you yellow. It's kind yeah. of like that where it would just, uh, it would just really impact your, your organs as well as like your skin. Oh, right. Okay. And it would just really get you with malnourishment so you apparently your skin went green back in the uh, 12th century but you wouldn't imagine that two children that were already malnourished would refuse food that's put in front of them until they find green beans that's a very good point uh, that that is an oddity to the story it, mm. if you if you want to follow this theory about malnourishment and okay. gr- green fever or whatever i mean that what you just said has swayed me more towards aliens if i'm honest so i'm still on team alien at the moment <laughs> so that's the second one is some people believe that the children were either extraterrestrial or subterranean Subterranean. Under oh, the ground. Troglodytes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what a troglodyte is? Yeah, cave dweller. I've been calling my wife a troglodyte for years. Really? Just, <laughs> what, what a nice thing to say to your wife. <laughs> yeah, like, just in a nice, kind of friendly, banterish way. Like, I've been like, oh, Move yeah. Move up the sofa, you troglodyte. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> calling her a cave dweller. Yeah. Oh, poor old Chloe. Um, so, another theory is the children were following cattle and ended up through a cave and were guided by the bells of Barry St. Edmunds out into Woolpit, the other end of the cave, and they just decided to start a new life. Okay. That's another theory. Well, it's a theory, I suppose. Does anybody know of a cave anywhere around Woolpit that could... I've not seen one. The only thing I can think of is there's that uh, big old like arch bridge thing, but... I'm pretty sure there's a train that goes over the top of it. <laughs> so I don't think it's natural. I think no, it's man-made. It wouldn't have been there in the 12th century, I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> and another theory, a ritual of some sorts could have been performed, resulting in a revival of the overground and the children being referred to as what we now call zombies. <laughs> and what? also, this might blow your mind... Beans are known as the food of the dead. So another right. theory is these children were zombies. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This this was a good story. And then I feel like the explanations over the years are kind of bringing it down a peg A little or two. bit, yeah. Zomb- We've gone from aliens to zombies <laughs> or Belgians. Yeah. So far, I guess the Belgians are most believable. But again, it's... Uh, I've got know. two more for you. I don't know. Well, I've got yeah, two well, more let's, explanations. Let's carry on then. So another possibility, which is the other more likely one, is that the two children were possibly poisoned by their uncle with arsenic. So supposedly that does something to your skin as well. Uh, I honestly, I'm not that knowledgeable on how Poison. poisons work yes <laughs> potentially yeah i guess it might change the color of your skin yeah so that was another theory was uh they worked on a cattle farm either for their uncle or their their father right and were mistreated and would have been poisoned so then while they were poisoned they obviously ran away to get help and right. were green and 
what not wanting a new life so that's another yeah, theory yeah, that's fair enough <clears throat> and then, I'm, I'm still weirded out by this whole boy by dying 24 hours after being baptized as well that's, that is that's, a weird that's thing a strange one and then this is the last explanation right this one is a bit far-fetched to me so another explanation could be that over time it's obviously a folklore a fable the children were never actually green. They were just representing two pygmies <laughs> that were dark-skinned. <laughs> so the whole story is actually they were just two dark-skinned pygmies, not green children. And it's actually a nice old story of how white people took in no. two native pygmies and kind of showed them a new life and treated them nicely. Yeah, no... Um my natural thought process now is mm-hmm. thinking selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Of about language barriers and how old English because I mean, we know that only a hundred years ago, orange wasn't a colour in the English language. Mm-hmm. That's why we call them Robin Redbreast, yes, you know, the bird, because they actually have orange breasts. But we didn't have a word for that back when Robin Redbreast became a phrase that we say. Yeah, green children. The the, the word green might be a. Uh, a replacement for a word that we no longer use, and green is just the. Mm, I see what you're saying. Or a lot of people say green with envy. Could they have been envious oh. children? Something like that. That could make sense. Now, do you know? What, yeah. But they're basically the five explanations of what these children could be. You've got ed- anywhere ranging between malnourishment, disease. Aliens, subterranean, cave dwellers. Are there other people that come up with an alien theory then? Are they? Ah, well, here we go. So I've got like two bits, maybe three bits of information here. There, I mean, it's it's all kind of um, word of mouth passed right. on. So none of it's actual fact. It's just from what I read. So there's an English poet called Herbert Reed. He wrote one book in 1934 called The Green Child. And this was a fantasy book, which was heavily exaggerated and made into more of a romance novel where the main character is said to hold resemblance to Herbert. 
who was the author. Right. So a lot of people, it, although it's a, a respected book and a lot of people enjoyed it, it they, he's just kind of taken an, uh, an old folklore and just kind of twisted it, twisted it and made yeah. it his own. And a lot of people kind of get their information from his book. Right. If that makes sense. Uh, so even though he is not the original creator yeah, of that. Yeah. I mean story, it's 1934, yeah. so 12th century to 1934. It could get pretty drastically <laughs> twisted, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I do have two people that were there at the time of the Green Children. And they're still alive. That's amazing. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> eight hundred year old people. <laughs> Oh, you look good for 800. <laughs> Can we interview them? <laughs> Back in my day, we only had green beans. The wheel wasn't even invented back then. <laughs> What's orange? <laughs> so, so um, there was two writers, uh, and this is how old it was. They didn't even have last names. Yeah. So you have Ralph of Coggeshall and William of Newborough. Oh, because they were named after the places that they came from. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back and this, this is a little bit interesting, kind of freaky, is they were both kind of like, they didn't have journalists or interviewers back in those days, but I'm guessing they had people that paid an interest that would tell the masses about things going on and... Usually, the church and stuff would, mm. would uh, yeah, be the, the community sort of uh, rumor spreaders, I guess. Because <laughs> I, I can't think of the old job, but uh, they would basically just write stuff down, like keep information yeah, yeah. and stuff. So I, I don't know if there's olden day journalists or what category their job would actually be. But well, a lot of people didn't learn to read and write, so that's why it was down to the church. So monks and stuff would ah. keep records of what was happening, you know, and that sort of thing. Oh well, they they might have worked for a church. I haven't. I didn't see that information, but they could have done. But that was their job, as they were reporting on this. And what's crazy is they both got told from trustworthy sources that these children came from another planet. They were these alien children. Oh, have you heard the story of the green Nailed children? It. Come and on. Stuff like that. Right. And what's crazy is they lived miles apart. So uh, I think it was Ralph actually lived 20 minutes down the road from Walpit. He was kind of local to the area. So he starts hearing all this information and basically starts writing it down, which is why we have the story now. If it wasn't right, yeah, for these yeah, two yeah. guys writing it down, we wouldn't know about it. So they so kept... Ra Ralph of, what was it? Cod Coggershaw. Coggershaw. He would probably have been a, a baron or you know, quite a wealthy man if he knew how to read and write. Ah. See, it's all piecing together Yeah, now. there you go. So he, I'm pretty sure it was Ralph. He was the local one. And then... William of Newborough, I believe it was up north towards Yorkshire is where he was we, from. You could check that by looking where Newborough is, couldn't you? Yes, you could have done. <laughs> 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 but it, I'm, I'm sure it read somewhere near Yorkshire. I'm it sure probably it did. is, yeah, um, yeah. But there was several distance and miles between the two guys. So um, what I took from but they'd that... They'd each independently heard the same yeah, rumours. Yeah, they, they didn't have... They didn't have the same connections or anything like that. It was this guy miles away had heard this story and then came down and also, well, got, I'm assuming, got on his horse and yeah, came down and was speaking to other people. And 
Ralph and William never actually met or never anything met like that. Together, they, no. they had two separate reports, and both of them were pretty much the same report of what they – because uh, they, they both spoke to Sir Richard – Got, okay, got yeah, the information, yeah, yeah. What, what were they like growing up and how did it happen. And so th- all the sources and everything were trustworthy. And a lot of it was from Sir Richard himself. Yeah, straight and, from the horse's mouth. And yeah. stuff like that. So they were a bit like, oh, this is odd, isn't it? You've got two different reports and they're from completely different like places. So, but they're both taking that story from the same source. So that would be why the the mm. the... the the so two reports are so similar. So the stories added up. So that's those people definitely believe it is aliens. Yeah. And then you've got this one is a bit weird, but I thought it was it was worth mentioning. Well, we're doing all right for time. So in sixteen twenty one, Robert Burton wrote the Anatomy of Melancholy, which was like a medicine and philosophy book. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. Yeah. So he strongly believes that the children were aliens. Okay. And the book that he wrote, The uh, Anatomy of Melancholy, it was used as like a textbook for all kinds of crazy things. Like some people would take philosophy, astronomy, medicine. It was it was just like a huge... Alchemy and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it imagine. was over 900 pages. Yeah, yeah. And it was just had all this information. Because again, he was kind of like the other two where he was just writing stuff down, trying to... Uh, help other people understand science and things like that. So his book was used between 1676 all the way until the early 1800s. So it it was, it's a a very very, influential book then really. Yeah. And it also had poetry in there, stories like the green children and various subjects. And a few people mocked him because later on you obviously find out that certain things uh, you know, there's an disproved or yeah, 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 whatever, yeah. But on the whole, a lot of a lot of his work is considered like it's respected. Mm-hmm. So he's another one, but he he strongly believes that they were well, aliens. It's the same, same, I guess, is like Isaac Newton, very respected, mm-hmm. and, and and obviously he did do a lot of groundbreaking stuff. His theory of gravity was nearly spot on. Yeah, if Einstein hadn't come up with the theory of relativity, we'd still think that Newton's law of gravity is the absolute law of gravity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, later on it got changed. So, yeah, kind of not that it discredits Newton because he put in the the legwork to to get to it. But you know yeah. that that theory wasn't quite right. It had to be expanded on a later date by somebody else to mm. actually get that. And that's exactly the same as what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, it makes know? sense, doesn't it? Because you, you still, in a way, respect the person that came up with it. It might be exactly, a little yeah. bit wrong, but it's still like, well, they were, they were pretty much there, weren't yeah. they? So it, it, it's, you've got to respect it, in a way. And then the last guy I will mention, which you'll like this because it's to do with space, he was an astronomer <laughs> called Duncan Lunan. And he believes okay. that they were dropped off on Earth to explore uh, by their planet so they would, their planet sent them there to Earth and was like, go explore, see what you can find out. Right. And he believes that the re- one of the reasons was because the planet that they came from was in a bit of peril as they were stuck in orbit around its sun where the planet was extremely hot on one side and extremely dark and cold and frozen on the other. Do you know what that is? No. That is known as a tidally locked planet. Oh. Where its rotation 
matches its orbital speed. Same as the moon is tidally locked to Earth, so we only ever see one face of it. So that happening around a planet, yes, will have the planet will heat up exponentially on one side and freeze on the other side. Potentially green moon children. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings me to the conclusion of the green children. So I've got some snippets there of people that believe it's aliens and then some stories there about malnutrition things. But I think you'll agree. The main story was fascinating. It's, it is fascinating, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a baffling one as well. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd like to know how green they were or if indeed they were actually the colour green. Yeah. Or whether that's been something that's been mistranslated well, throughout the ages or, 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 or the, what. I mean. The drawings, I won't say pictures because cameras weren't invented then, but the, the, yeah. the drawings and sketches, um, I don't know. You can't really date them, can you? You don't know where they're from. No, you like, won't know when when or where they're from. But they the made it pretty green, like as green as trees and leaves and yeah. grass and stuff. But... It's an odd one, isn't it? Because it is an odd one. because it's such an old fable, it's almost uh, probably got roots in the the the, 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 the green man. You know, the, yeah, the, the, like the leafy green man. Oh, yeah, he effigy, looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're related. Oh, possibly. Yeah. And the green giant. Yeah, jolly green on. giant. <laughs> <laughs> he just sent his children down to try and. Get some more profit. That's why they like the beans. (laughs) Just pretend you really like the beans and we'll get more customers. (laughs) That's what it was, I reckon. It was an 800-year-old business. Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, We should really keep supporting that one. Yeah, so out of all of that, are you leaning more towards aliens? Yeah. The the story and the way it's told, and or maybe not necessarily the way I told it, but the actual fable... And the folklore of it, it does heavily suggest aliens. Because yeah. like you pointed out straight away within the first ten seconds of one of the explanations, some things don't add up. No. Whereas aliens, I mean, there's no actual science to prove aliens, but no. it sounds more plausible <laughs> it does, yeah. than someone going, Oh well it could have been malnourishment, but then like you said, why wouldn't they just eat all the food they could get? Because yeah. they would have seen other food before. Yeah, <laughs> so. even if they'd come from Belgium or Netherlands. Yeah, which are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of them. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You put a Belgian waffle in front of them, they might have gobbled it up. <laughs> but we don't make Belgian waffles in the 1100s in England. So, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I, I still think stick a sausage in front of them or something like that they would have eaten it <laughs> yeah you know? why they held off eating any food at all for several days until they found green mm-hmm. beans that they identified as food yeah even though they're starving hungry and they can see people around them eating yeah you know whatever they were eating Very Pump- true. pumpkin pie or whatever you know it's <laughs> I mean, I I fully believe the alien story, and the reason why. Before we get Are to you, the, you on Team Alien as well. I'm on Team Alien, and okay. before we get to the paranormality scale, I will just explain why to the viewers out there. They're going to call me crazy. I told you several years ago when I was driving to work in the darkness near the area of Walpier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pitch black because it's five in the morning in winter, and as I'm driving through, a bright green light appeared in the sky and it shot towards the floor 
not upwards. It wasn't a flare. It wasn't a Chinese lantern. It couldn't have been anything like that because it shot downwards. Yeah. And when it lit up the sky, it was like daylight, like as powerful as the sun. It was daylight for maybe three, four seconds. And then when it shot to the floor, it was pitch black again. And what backs my story up is when I mentioned it, to my wife's parents and i was thinking i'm gonna sound crazy here yeah they confirmed it because uncle george who was a, a good old boy in his 80s um he has an outhouse toilet he, oh with the old-fashioned style. old-fashioned yeah, yeah. he got up that morning to go to the loo at the same time as i was driving to work and he said the exact same story of this light in the sky but the only difference was he described it as light blue whereas i saw green but the story was exactly the same, okay. and he couldn't explain it either. And I've tried Googling it, I've tried researching it, and I can't see anything about it, not even military. So because that happened to me and that story, around Woolpit and it was green, yeah. I'm giving that some sort of credence. There could be more green children. Yeah. I don't know. There, there are also um, several... There is also a, a very famous um, UFO story of that sort of area of the country... A little bit more east, mm-hmm. uh, Rendlesham Forest incident from 1980, which Ooh. I will be covering in another podcast. Oh, was that the point. Christmas one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know that that this area of the country is kind of known as a bit of a hotspot for mm. alien activity, and uh, so yeah, I'm still Team Alien. I think. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, I am. It adds a bit of mysteriousness to it. Yeah, as well. I just like it better that way than yeah. thinking they were just Belgians that are on the wrong island yeah also we wouldn't be as entertaining of a podcast if we just said these stories and then just debunked it straight away and yeah was like, exactly it turns out it was just a malnourishment so eat your veggies like it's just um, not try not to ingest too much arsenic yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so you know let's keep it mysterious let's keep it fun let's keep it light we're going with aliens what's your scale what you're saying Oof. well um, I, like I say, I, I, I'm still team alien on this. It's obviously such an old story. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much of it has been lost to the ages yeah. or, you know, uh, rewritten, you know, Chinese whispers style. It yeah. might be completely different to the original story. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like it. I, I think it is quite an interesting story yeah and that death at a baptism is odd that's that's, that's an odd one yeah and the fact that they actually can't pinpoint want to rub my chin like this Mm. and and brush my beard and just ponder on it for a little while (laughs) but no i'm going about 7.2 oh i was thinking in the sevens too yeah yeah you know what i'm gonna make the maths easier this week i'm gonna give it a 7.4 Okay, so 7.3 average. <laughs> you could have done that one again. <laughs> yeah, could have done. <laughs> I wanted to make sure it was right. <laughs> but no, that's fair enough. And I think it, it is an interesting story. I mean, even if they did just turn out to be, you know, foreigners, mm. foreign children that had migrated to the English shorelines and lost their parents on the way, I suppose. Yeah. Doesn't explain how they'd turn up green. Yeah. And that has really got to be a focal point of the story, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's why I'm still Team Alien, because, yeah, I just... Yeah. I'd also be interested to know if 
you say Flemish was Belgian, so we have a few downloads every week in Belgium. Belgium was qu- yeah, quite in out Belgium there. in Belgium. <laughs> if they know the story of the Green Children, or you know, did they? That, that would be interesting. Did they have two? Children that mysteriously vanished. Or they cast out of society because yeah. they were the greenness. Yeah, let us know. You weird green people, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get back to us. Let us know, our Belgian family. So Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, if you are a green child, write in. <laughs> if you have green children... <laughs> Let us know. We want to know about these yeah. things. Is it malnourishment? Are you feeding them enough? Are you poisoning them with arsenic? <laughs> Do they love green beans? Maybe you should stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Is your husband the green giant? Is he an alien? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. You know, let's see if we can get to the bottom of this <laughs> through our followers. <laughs> the email address, as always, is paranormality.uk at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Discord. Yeah. Um, please do come and, you know, drop us a line, even if you just want to say hi. Uh, we love all the feedback that you can give us. And, uh, yeah, get your green fingers working, I suppose. Yeah, get those green thumbs on your phones. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. This has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.